rings, crash diets, condomless sex, crop tops, and corrupt corporations that lure all the gays in with their logo wrapped in a rainbow. What does all of this mean? Oh shit, it's June. Happy Pride Month. Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear, the gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. So what do I do? With all of these questions, comments, concerns, and reads from you, the listeners, that I receive each and every week. Well, you're about to find out right now. One of the things that I love most about this show is really, honestly, I know this is going to sound super fucking cliche, but it's really just you, the listeners. And now, you guys, listen, I know that sounds so dumb, and that's really not, like, something that I would ever say or do, but it's really true. You know, this show is just taken off into a place where I can't publish an expose without getting bombarded by all of these questions, comments, concerns, and even reads from you, the listeners, and I really wouldn't have it any other way. That's right, even the reads. I love it. Keep it coming. Bring it all. It just, it gives me life. It keeps me going. It makes me know that I'm doing something right on this show. So, you know, this week I decided to take a little bit of a different spin for this week's expose. And I decided to put the spotlight on you, the listeners. So this week I'm going to read off some of the most talked about questions, comments, concerns, reads, all of it from you, the listeners, or like the ones that come up the most often and consistently. And I really, I'm just going to answer all of these questions, address uh, some of these comments, uh, like maybe talk a little bit about some of the concerns you might have and hopefully make you understand a little bit more. And I'm even going to read off some of the reads and potentially address those as well. So sit back, relax. Put on that condom or pop your prep pill. And let's get all of these questions, comments, concerns, and reads from you, the listeners of my Gay Expose podcast. You are now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked 
in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host. Popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Ronnie Washburn here. And welcome back to the show that really just is the most intense Q&A situation of all time. My Gay Expose Podcast. And on this week's expose, we explore the entire notion of what it means to actually address many of these questions, comments, concerns, and reads from you, the listeners, this week. That's right, folks. For the first time in My Gay Expose podcast history, you, the listeners, have the actual spotlight this week. And, you know, listen... Even the reads, you guys, I'm reading out the reads. I don't give a fuck how insulting they are. I've hand-selected several questions, comments, concerns, and reads from you, the listeners, and I will be disclosing many of them this week. And just for the record, the way that I kind of did this was like, there are a lot of times where I do get like a flood floodgate of these questions, comments, concerns, and reads from you, the listeners, and I'm really just only talking about the ones that I felt have some sort of, you know, something significant that I actually do need to address or just multiple of the same question kind of flood in. And so I feel like that potentially needs to be addressed as well. And, you know, even I thought it would just be so much fun to like allow everybody to understand like what some of these hateful bitches out there are saying in regards to the reads this week. And there's a few, you guys, there are a few. And I don't give a fuck. (laughs) So just for the record, if like, as I read along each one of these questions, comments, concerns, and reads from you, the listeners, I did ask for a first name, a pronoun that this person goes by, and what city that you come from. So let's just get into it, you guys. Let's, we're not doing the re-expose. We're not doing your gay expose this week. We're just Hopping right on in to all of the questions, comments, concerns, and reads from you, the listeners. All right, you guys, listen. I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster. And it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. (laughs) But you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast 
to get to that next best thing. From Jacksonville, Mississippi, who goes by he, him pronouns, says as follows. It's actually a question, and he asks. In San Francisco, it sort of sounds like everything that you do in your entire life is just so gay. I'm just curious, is there anything in your life that actually is not gay? Okay, so truth be told, this is a very good question because I realize that like as I record each and every one of the exposés on this show that I really do focus a lot on, you know, the gay aspect and the gay agenda. And you guys, you have to understand, I live in the Castro District of San Francisco and I'm fully immersed in this like entire gay life. Like You literally can't walk down Castro Street without seeing a rainbow flag or a rainbow banner. Like there are businesses that are literally like gay themed. Like, for example, the there's a massage place that's called Handjob. There's an Italian restaurant called The Sausage Factory. I mean, everything in this city is just so fucking gay I mean, it's not even funny. We have four sex shops on the, you know, the corner of Castro and 18th alone. I mean, really bars, clubs, they're all gay. It's just everything here is just so gay. And so I think that because I don't usually veer out of, you know, my little Castro like situation very often. Well, yeah, you know, a lot of my circle of friends, whenever we hang out, we almost always just do our shit in the Castro. And so, I mean, my life is so fucking fully gay. Not only that, but I'm heavily involved in the AIDS life cycle, which is pretty much dominated by every single letter you could possibly think of in the LGBTQ plus alphabet. And so really my whole life is literally that gay. But I will say this to answer your question. Whenever I do go to Sacramento to visit my son, I stay with my best girlfriend, Dorini, Dorin, Dorini. Dorini, (laughs) Dorinda Kenny, who you've heard on the show, friend of the show, the very first guest on the show from the past. But she lives in an area in the city where it's like kind of just outside of Roseville. So Roseville's very conservative. I really don't want to give it like the Republican like label, but it's kind of that a little bit. Very straight minded. And sometimes I will say you know, I'll show up with one of my bossy power bottom wear pieces on, you know, for a visit with my nails painted black. And, you know, I look pretty fucking gay in the way that I dress. And every time we go to like a fucking Target or like a grocery store or wherever we're out and about at, I do sort of feel a little bit out of place. And that's in Sacramento, California. It's not even outside of California. So yes, there are moments in my life where I do sort of feel that I'm not in my cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble. But for the most part, like I'd say 98.9% of my life is just fully fucking gay. 
Sydney from Riverside, California, who goes by they, them pronouns, asked the question as follows. I was listening to your show where you had your guest with your friend, Dorinda, and she alluded to the idea that one of your ex-boyfriends, I think his name was Peter, was not good enough for you and that it was just a rebound. And I would like to know why your friend thought that he wasn't good enough for you. (laughs) Oh my God, this is a loaded fucking question. And honestly, putting me completely on the spot. Like, I can't quite tell if this is a question or if it's actually a read. So I'm going to give it both. But like, honestly, oh, I wish she was here to actually answer this for me. But I do see what she's saying. Peter was a moment in my life where I basically had just gotten out of my very first serious relationship, serious gay relationship with a man. And we were breaking up and I was moving on. And I think that I just, Peter came off very, I don't want to say aggressive, but he was very direct and knew exactly what he wanted. And clearly it was me. And I think that, you know, somebody paying me attention way back when, because this was like 2009, 2010-ish, that era, I don't feel like I was fully like myself in that moment. And so, you know, the notion of somebody paying attention to me, it sort of made me feel really good. And yes, he definitely was, I don't want to say below me, but he definitely wasn't good enough for me. And I know that now, and it definitely was kind of a really bad relationship. It ended pretty bad, but that really, honestly, like that's my best girlfriend's sort of her way of just paying me a compliment, or at least I'd like to think so. (laughs) She's probably not true, but either way, she acknowledged that she didn't feel as though Peter was good enough for me. And, you know, I really honestly agree. And Peter and I, were friendly these days. We're not like, we don't hate each other. Our, we, our relationship ended the way that it ended. You know, we're still Facebook friends and shit, like whatever. But like, I mean, I wish him well and I, on his journey in life and that's what it is. But like, I definitely am 100% glad that I'm out of that relationship for sure. I don't even know if that answered your question, but I'm just addressing the read for all of you. <laughs> oh God, this is already, I can already tell this episode's going to be a fucking hot ass mess. And honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. Jason from Toronto, Canada, who goes by he, him pronouns, asks the question that follows. Well, okay, so this is what he, this is how he phrased the question. He basically said, I love the episode that you did talking about your relationship with your son. And I just want to know, how does your son, now that he's older, feel about my gay expose podcast? (laughs) Oh my God. How did I know that this question was going to come up at some point? You guys, listen, here's the thing. I have always kind of been this way ever since I came out of the closet. Very direct, very blunt, very candid, very open about my sexuality. I just really don't give a fuck. Like every single thing that you hear on this show is really just like, that's how I've always been. And I've been very open with my son. And while when he was younger, I didn't talk about anything sexual. I definitely was very open with him about how I was gay and how I liked men. And that's just the way 
I was. And he knew from a very young age, that's how it always would be. And so he fully understood that. And, you know, now that he's older, we have had a few candid conversations about my show, especially, you know, now that it's kind of coming full circle and becoming this moment for me in my life. But actually, it's funny because like a couple months ago, I went to Sacramento to visit him for his birthday. And we went to dinner the day before his party. And we were just kind of talking about life and catching up and all of it. And he basically, I I mean, I kind of told him about the show. He kind of already knew about it, I think. But like this time, he like actually, you know, we had back and forth dialogue. And I told him about the show, how it's growing, how all these other opportunities are opening up because of the show. And, you know, just kind of maneuvered along with the empire that I'm currently building based on my gay expose podcast. And, you know, like every normal 16 year old, he just sort of looked at me and nodded and acknowledged it. And he seemed fine with it. But again, he's 16. And all he really cares about is getting back home and playing video games. So, To be honest with you, I don't really know fully how he feels about it. But, you know, the thing is, is listen, porn stars, they have kids. Think about Britney Spears having kids. Like, what do her boys think about her being one of the first pop stars to over-sexualize themselves to the public? Like, every aspect that you could possibly think of has a kid in life. So this isn't an uncommon and uncharted territory. I do feel like it's fine. I'm comfortable with it. I don't really care if he's uncomfortable with it, but he hasn't expressed that to me. And so therefore, I think he's fine with it. He probably just doesn't give a fuck, honestly. That's what I think in this moment. But we'll see what happens as he becomes a little bit more older and, you know, matures into adulthood. And God, the idea of even thinking about that out loud is fucking terrifying. So I don't know if that answered your question or not, but that's where we sit. I've been perfectly open and candid and he knows all about the show. He knows I've talked about him on the show. He knows all that shit. So there you go. Damien from Richmond, California says as follows. By the way, goes by he, him pronouns. He pretty much segues into a question, but he started off by saying, I really enjoyed the episode in which you talked about how Porphy Maxed talked on Instagram about his douching practices with a dildo. And I was just curious, how often do you use a dildo? (laughs) Wow. Okay, so I really don't know the purpose of this question, truth be told. (laughs) Somehow I'm just like envisioning somebody like asking this question, typing it out while they're jerking off. I don't know, but that's just sort of what comes to my mind. But that being said, I'll definitely address this topic of conversation. You know, as far as dildo use is concerned, I don't really use it all that often, truth be told. I do have two specifically, and then I actually have a third, which is like a double-sided dildo, which I've only used a couple of times, you know, with a friend. (laughs) But I mean... Let's just be honest with ourselves. Using a dildo in the privacy of your own home is kind of a messy process. Like you have to like lay a towel out. You have to get the lube out. You have to get like, you know, everything's got to be all in order. And then you're like, like I personally like kind of lay on my back and like sort of 
position the dildo up my ass. And of course, I have to be jerking myself off at the same time, right? So it sometimes gets a little like clumsy because you're like trying to like use the dildo and you're like pushing it up and down in your ass. But you're also kind of jerking yourself off at the same time. And it's like, uh, sometimes I feel like I'm off key or off beat or whatever the fuck. And it's just, it just, I feel like if anybody was a fly on the fucking wall, it probably would like be one of the most awkward moments of all time. But you know, again, I don't use dildos very often. In all honesty, I would really just rather go out and get fucked by an actual dick. And that's, that's truth. That's fact. That's it. So there's the answer to your question. Not very often, but you know, I think it's high time that I might actually try it out again tonight. I, I'm I'm just sort of feeling like tonight might be that dildo moment. Daisy from Chattanooga, Tennessee, who goes by they them pronouns, says as follows: I'm noticing a correlation between you and your straight brother Ryan in regards to the corruption that you both share. And I was wondering, when are you going to actually have your straight brother on your show as a guest? (laughs) You guys, it is really fucking true. So for those of you who might not be in the know, my straight brother Ryan and I have recently sort of just kind of rekindled our relationship over the course of shit. I want to say it's been about a year at this point, but he kind of like we didn't have a close relationship growing up. We were just complete opposites. And, you know, as we've, you know, veered into adulthood, you know, my brother's been going to therapy. He reached out to me. He sort of explained that, you know, I think because of his therapy sessions, he sort of feels that he kind of regrets that we don't have a relationship and really wants to work on it. And truth be told, I mean, of course, I'm open to that 100%. But when my dad actually recently got married, my brother and I were both in the wedding party. And I'll just say, I went and stayed with my brother that weekend. We fucking had an absolute blast together. It's like we snuck vodka in a flask in the wedding. I hope my dad's not listening right now, but he probably already knew based on our behavior. But like, we just had so much fun, just drank the whole weekend. I, I remember that whole weekend was all about like us just doing crazy amounts of shots throughout each day. And then every morning we would just be like so fucking dead hungover. And we would literally be sitting in the same fucking living room, like across from each other on our phones, on TikTok, just sending each other back and forth TikToks and just like just feeling like complete death. That is like the funnest fucking dynamic that I've ever had with my straight brother. But I will say this, my straight brother does chime in a lot on the Your Gay Expose segment each and every week. And uh, yes, there is a very, very like similar correlation between the corruption between the both of us. That is for sure. But that's because we're kind of like wired the same way. I'm just very gay. He's just very straight, but we're both very inappropriate, very like direct, blunt, candid. Don't ha- give two flying fucks about saying whatever we want. Like we're both the same in that regard. And you know, I actually have posed the idea to him about being a guest on the show. And although he hasn't like officially confirmed, I think he's open to it. So we'll just have to make that actually a reality. And I will say this, that will probably be the episode 
where I, I, we both officially get canceled from the world. I wouldn't be willing to put money on that for sure. But also, it would be fucking such good shit. Like, totally. Like, I, I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> so this next question is just, it has been sent by, like, a floodgate of people over the course of the last, like, fucking, I don't know, like, six, seven months at one point or another, because I always talk about my roommate on the show. And, you know, I've brought him up several times. He's been involved in multiple stories, in multiple episodes. It's just, I mean, I live with him. I had to spend lockdown with him for almost two years. That was challenging, I will say, being fucking in the same fucking house with that person and not being able to really leave ever for that extended period of time. I just wanted to fucking kill him. And honestly, in this current moment, he actually recently left his job and he's been like home all the time. And I don't really have any more alone time in the house. And it's really starting to get to me, but he's looking for work after he's going to get a surgery and then he's going to try and jump back into the work world. So we'll see what happens. So that being said, yes, I have a roommate. People just ask constantly like, what does that mean, roommate? Why do you have a roommate? I don't understand. You always talk about how you're in your 40s, but you're talking about a roommate. And I feel like people are trying to imply that they think that it's maybe a boyfriend that I'm not revealing for whatever reason on the show. Listen, you guys, if I was dating somebody, you'd be the first to know. That's fact. My roommate and I are just simply roommates. But my even my sister-in-law, she asked me, like the last time I was visiting my brother, she was like, you always talk about your roommate. Is that like a boyfriend or a lover? And I'm like, no, it's like actually my roommate. And also, gross. <laughs> but you guys, the fact of the matter is, is I live in San Francisco. So what that means is it's expensive as shit to live here. I don't know where you live in the world, but like my rent is very, very high. And I'm sharing an apartment with somebody else. So... That's just what it's like here. Most people who live in SF who are in the middle class basically have to have like some sort of housemate slash roommate situation. And that's just the way it is here. Like pretty much the only friends that I know who live on their own have like some gushy job where they're allowed to have that as their environment because they can afford it. And I even have one friend specifically who has his own place and barely makes ends meet financially, but like he's dead set on having his own place. So that's the way that he chooses to live his life. And that's his decision. And I'm kind of getting to that place with my own life too. But you know, that being said, San Franciscans, we pay like so much in rent. San Francisco is one of the most expensive cities in this world to live in, you guys. I don't know if you're fully aware of that fact, but that is fact. So now, you know, and when I do talk about my roommate, that he's literally, legitimately my roommate. We're actually really good friends, but yeah, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so this next one was an official phone-in message from the My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401 for those of you who want to call in and leave a message. <laughs> but this message is from James, and I was going to actually play the actual recording on the show, but 
like the quality's not really that great because it was kind of a little bit of a patchy message. So because I have the hotline set up through Google Voice, I'm just going to read the actual script that it, it actually has. So I'm just going to read this to you. This is from James. And James says as follows. This was shortly after the anti-gay family values episode, just for the record. So here we go. Hi, Ronnie. This is James from Rosdale, Queens, New York. I love you. You are so amazing. This week's episode about your family was a, a little bit of your history, and it was just so great. And I'm sure it's going to help so many people that listen. I loved everything about it. I grew up very similar around the same age, so I just wanted to thank you. And as far as your mom, how you left it and ended things with her, you have to do what is right for you and protect yourself and you have to do what feels good to you. Now, the only suggestion that I would have is maybe not say that you'll never speak to her again, but as of right now, you can't and who knows what will happen in the future. And that's it. I love you and I think you're fantastic. I love how you open up on the show, sorry, it's like if there this, you know how Google Voice just like kind of like doesn't get all the words properly. It's just kind of a hot mess. Okay, let me start over. I love how open you are on your show this week. And you know, again, I thank you and you are awesome. Take care. Goodbye. And you know, you guys, James actually, if I think this is the same James, if I'm not mistaken, he actually also donated to my AIDS life cycle journey. So I just sort of wanted to take this time first and foremost to give a shout out to James from Rosdale, Queens, New York. And thank you so much for donating to my AIDS life cycle journey. Thank you so much for chiming in and just complimenting me. So I, it means so much to me and thank you so much for giving me your advice. And while I probably won't ever speak to my mother again, I'm not saying it won't hundred percent happen. And I hear you and I, message received and I'm putting it in my back pocket. So thank you so, so, so much for just being, again, the best part of my gay expose podcast. Okay. So I sort of knew that this one was going to happen <laughs> once I talked about it a few episodes back. So of course I got a floodgate of questions from people, questions, comments, concerns, reads, all of it, all about the fact that I, you know, apparently dropped this bombshell moment in, I think it was the, uh, is sex with a porn star, really porn star sex expose, where I talked about having sex and really being into like trans man porn. So I just want to address that because I did get a couple of like semi hateful messages from people about that. One specifically, was from what I gather was a gay man uh, kind of condemning me for being into trans men sexually and, um, you know, like just that entire dynamic. And I was actually kind of taken aback. And it was it was really actually kind of a hateful message, not understanding why I, quote, you know, consider myself to be a gay man. How could I sleep with a trans man? It was really filled with hate, you guys. And I just want to make one thing very fucking clear. Yes, I am a gay man, but also I'm very open-minded. And you know what? I'm in to trans men. And yes, I have had sex with trans men pretty consistently. 
And I also want to make something clear. I actually read something that stated in when I was doing a little bit of the research that I was doing for that specific porn themed expose that in recent times, the whole dynamic of gay men having sex with trans men in the porn world is actually one of the new, like most frequently visited like genres in the entire porn world. This includes straight porn, you guys, not just gay. So this is a big fucking deal. And also I think it's becoming normalized. So for all of you haters out there who have a problem with me being sexually attracted to trans men, y'all can go fuck yourself. It really, it's hot. It is, you guys. And why would it not be? <laughs> so yes, you guys, I had sex with a trans man. I am actually sexually attracted to trans men. And I'm not going to say it. You know, I honestly am open to the idea of potentially being in a relationship with a trans man. I'm open to that possibility. Why not? I mean, like, why not? That's it. That's all I have to say about that. Keep your hateful shit to yourself. That's it. Jeff from Albuquerque, New Mexico, who goes by he, him pronouns wants to know why I specifically chose HIV slash AIDS as my advocacy cause of choice. <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready? <laughs> oh, my God. If you have not listened along to the show, you know, this is like my one of my biggest passions in fucking life. So listen, you guys, I, I thought I've talked about this several times on the show. But long story short, basically, when I first came out as gay... One of the first things that my mom said to me, you know, to combat the information because she was so upset by it, was that I was going to die from AIDS. So, you know, of course, that was a very hurtful thing to say to me at the time. So, you know, moving to San Francisco and being fully immersed in the community here and living my life as gay as it is. And, you know, finally being expose to the AIDS life cycle and that entire journey and how incredible that experience was and how much it changed my life, I just realized that the rest of the world just doesn't know about any of the sexual health shit like we do here in San Francisco. We're like, nobody out there is educated on PrEP. Nobody out there is educated on the HIV positive aspect with the undetectability undertone. Nobody knows that you can have sex with an unpro like undetectable individual unprotected and not contract the virus. Nobody knows this information. The government wants to sweep all of that shit under the rug. The government doesn't want to talk about it. They want to pretend like it's like all gone. It's not an issue. It's not a problem. But you guys, I'm here to tell you, it is a fucking problem. So I have chosen this specifically for several reasons. First and foremost, because HIV and AIDS affects my community so significantly in the past, in the present, and I'm sure in the future. And so therefore, I want to do my part in being an advocate for this cause because I feel like it's so important to expose all the education about it because I feel the more people that are educated about all of these topics, the less the virus will continue to spread. And that's kind of the whole point. The government's not going to help us out, you guys. They're not going to step in and, like, take the lead. They're going to try to continue to pretend that it's not there. And the Christian church is coming out 
after it, like nonstop, full force on a regular basis politically. And it's just all bullshit. I also experienced like the most loving fucking community that I have ever experienced on the AIDS life cycle. And I am so proud to be a part of that community so fucking much. So I mean, I'm doing all of this shit because I believe in it so much, you guys. And I'm doing my very best to use this platform and even the new project that I'm working on called The Positive in HIV. All of that I have developed to combat all of this bullshit and ignorance and uneducated and like lack of awareness out in the world today. And so that is the reason why I've chosen HIV and AIDS as my advocacy cause for my entire life, basically. Listen, as the drag ban shit comes up, as all the other like anti-LGBTQ plus ballot measures come to the fucking table to be signed by all of these Republican like public officials, I'm jumping on all of those too, because I that is my part in this world is to basically be an advocate for something that I believe in, which is every single fucking letter of the LGBTQ plus alphabet. But HIV and AIDS holds a very special place in my heart because I feel like that is the one topic that nobody wants to talk about. And so for that reason, that is why I will talk about it until the end of time. So this one's a read, you guys. (laughs) Are you ready? Can you feel it? (laughs) Here we go. So I think it's Velvet from Manhattan, New York, and they go by they, them pronouns, asks the question as follows. In the DM full of dick pics expose, you openly described every single variation of dick and even mocked, or so it seemed, many of them. How do you feel about the listener who sits back and listens to your show and listens to you mock the type of dick that they potentially have? And how do you feel about that? Woo! Wow. Okay, so this one came out of nowhere. (laughs) So I just want to address this velvet, I think it is. Listen. I'm not here to shame anyone. I'm not here to bring anybody down. The only thing I aim to do on this show is to uplift, to like send out positive vibes. I'm not here to make anybody feel bad about their parts. That's not what this is about. Most of the shit that I talked about in that expose was all in fun and all in jokes and my opinion. And here's the thing. This show is called My Gay Expose Podcast. And that's my expose, my opinion, how I feel about those dicks. I'm not saying that that's law. I am, I've never been in a position to create law. That's not a thing. So just because I'm not into overly veiny dicks doesn't mean that I'm trying to put down somebody who has an overly veiny dick. Somebody out there is really in to that overly veiny dick. So I don't really know if you're legitimately honestly asking me this question, like with an open mind, or if you were actually coming for me. But either way, I I honestly, I'm not going to come for you. And that's not the point of this at all. But I just want to let everybody out there know I was in no way mocking anybody. And if anybody took it that way, just know that wasn't the intention. And I 
don't feel like I should apologize for it, but I am sorry if you were offended by that. But I definitely, that definitely was not the intention. So that being said, I will continue to do shit just like that, unapologetically. And that's just the dynamic of this show. And here's the thing. You all have the option to not listen. And that's it. Antonio from San Francisco, California, who goes by he, him, they. Pronouns, says, as follows. I'm wondering why you always say a messy drinking night at bars with Kahoy. <laughs> okay, so just for the record, here's the correct way to say it. It's a messy night of drinking out of the gay bars with Kahoy. <laughs> Uh, okay, you guys, I thought I've explained this a few times on the show, but let me just recap for those of you not in the know. So Kahoy is a dear friend of mine that I met. Oh, God, I want to say it was like 2017, if I'm not mistaken. I met him on Grindr. He has like he was like brand fucking new to the city, just moved here from Australia. He didn't know anything about living in the United States at all. He was just full of all kinds of questions we instantly just connected and became really good friends. And Kahoy, because he was Australian, he really liked to drink. So I often reference a messy night of drinking out of the gay bars with Kahoy because like back in my like gay walk of shame era, most of those most epic and iconic stories stemmed from a very messy night of drinking out of the gay bars with Kahoy. So I just, it's a reference point, really, just to explain how messy, how deranged, how fucked up and drunk I was in the moment when I made that decision to go home with that guy on Grinder, And that's really just it. It's as simple as that. So Kahoy is just that one friend that you know that if you're going out with this friend, you're going to get fucked up. I will say this, though. I actually really enjoyed going out with Kahoy because he was just such a fun personality and very social. I, I don't know if I should admit this out loud, but I do feel like I picked up a lot of my current social skills in blind moments from Kahoy because he was just so like charismatic and so direct and so didn't give a fuck how new this new person was. He just started talking to them like he has known them for the last like six plus years, etc. And it was just so amazing to go out with just him at a bar. And then the next thing you know, there's like 15 other guys surrounding you and he's introducing you to all these guys. And I have picked up many of my closest friendships from those days of going out to a messy night of drinking out of the gay bars with Kahoy. Jason. From Reno, Nevada asks the simple question that says as follows, why do you hate Bellamy? <laughs> oh my God, I knew this shit was going to come up. Okay, you guys, listen. So in the, is sex with a porn star really porn star sex expose where we talked about porn genres? Oh my God. In the Your Gay expose segment, all of these people kept saying over and over again that they were really into the Bellamy franchise as a porn genre for themselves. Listen, I get it. They're like these cute, like, what are they? Czechoslovakian, like, hot white boys with, like, immaculate bodies. Like, 
perfect abs, huge dicks. They don't use condoms in their movies. Like, so it's hot. I get it. But here's the thing. I just don't like, it's too clean. It's too perfect. It's too, I don't get off on that. Like, I just feel like it's very robotic, very basic, very, like the only reason why I can see that people are so into this franchise is because the guys are fucking hot. But like, you guys, a hot guy does not a porn make, a, a good porn make. Like, you need the real, raw, nasty, spit, sweat, grease from the fucking garage. You know, I, all that's what I fucking want in my goddamn porn. Ripping clothes, like, beards, like, aggression. I, I mean, I need all of that. And Bellamy just doesn't do that for me. And that's it. And I, I have nothing against it. I just, I got annoyed because everybody was chiming in with their answer for the Your Gay Expose segment saying that they loved Bellamy so. And it just, it just got kind of annoying. Because <laughs> it's like, of course, it's something that I'm just absolutely not fucking into. And so, of course, all the rest of you apparently are in to Bellamy. So that's it. I, like, again, nothing against it and nothing against you for liking it. It's just not for me. And that's it. So I'm constantly, like, trying to maneuver through all of these messages and questions, asking all the reasons why my book's not out yet. When's it coming out? What, like, what's it all about? Tell me more. I want your book. Where can I buy it? All of these things about my book. So you guys, listen, I'm just going to like try hopefully to clarify all of it. So hopefully I answer all of your questions, comments, concerns, and reads in regards to my upcoming book entitled Gay Walk of Shame coming your way so very soon. But okay, so check it out. I moved to San Francisco in 2015. I became newly officially single like and ready to mingle around 2017-ish. So this book is a compilation of my most epic and iconic gay walk of shame stories of all time that just really need to be told. And I've just gathered my closest tight-knit circle of friendships, thrown them in the mix, created a storyline, a dialogue, back and forth with each of the characters. Some of their iconic stories are like included in the book. It's just gonna be a really fucking good time. And you guys, I'm still kind of working on it. I'm very busy at the moment with like all of this shit. And I'm working full time on top of all of this. So you can imagine it's a lot of fucking work. But I'm trying so fucking hard, you guys, to just like keep that hustle flowing. But I promise you, you guys, the book is on the way. You know, I actually went to, as a sidebar, a little like I was invited to this reading at the makeout room here in San Francisco, which I guess they do the second Tuesday of every month. And it basically, it's like, I think they call it happy endings where they pick a theme and then they get some local artists and writers. And then they like basically read something that they've written based on the theme. I will say this. I, I met a girl at my restaurant who read for it. So she invited me and I went and it was incredible. And honestly, like not to be biased, but the girl who invited me, I felt like she was the best one and she didn't even win. There were other people that won, but like, it was so amazing to see all of these local artists, this talent that was just reading this script. And I swear to God, like I reread through like most of the shit that I had like in my book. And I thought to myself, 
I could so fucking do that. Like, I would be so fucking good at that. And I, honestly, it's in the cards for me. I, I feel it. Like, there's a lot of public speaking engagements that are in my future that I can't quite talk about just yet. But that being said, Gay Walk of Shame is coming your way so very soon. I don't have a timeline, you guys. I wish I did. But trust me when I say that as soon as that becomes available, you will all know firsthand. I promise you. Lawrence from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, who goes by he, him pronouns, asks as follows. You're constantly talking about hooking up and dating. But when it comes to actually getting with someone, I'm not hearing anything about these dates that you're always going on being successful. Why is it that you think you're still single and do you foresee yourself being in a relationship with anybody in the future? Oh my God, this is a loaded question that I feel like I need to get a drink to answer. <laughs> Also, how much time do you have? <laughs> okay, you guys, listen. Here's the deal. Being single in San Francisco is very fucking normal. Like, it's very hard to date here. I know I've talked about that shit so many times on this show. And it's just that mentality where everybody's looking for that next best thing. Like, nobody wants to settle down and get serious and... You know, I just have so much going on in my life right now. And yes, going out on dates are like all fun. I like it. There are a couple guys that I'm talking to right now that I'm starting to like potentially get serious with. But, you know, we all live, we all learn, we all figure each other out. Things go the way that they go. And so therefore, I am just single at the moment. And I'm really starting to like hone in and focus on the show, my brand, the production company, all these different projects that are falling into my lap. And that's really where my focus is at the moment. And you know, if a guy walks into my life at some point, I'm definitely going to visit that as an option. But at the moment, it's just, it's really fucking hard to like, like juggle everything all at the same time. I have to stay focused on my career. That's the one thing that's the most important to me. And you know, I'll find love at some point in my life. I, I have no doubt. And that's that that will be something that I'll visit in my future. But like, you know, it's it's one of those situations where I do kind of find myself constantly going on dates on a regular basis, like in hopes that it will work out and things go in the right direction. But, you know, life doesn't always work the way that we want it to. And truth be told, now that I'm kind of in the public eye with the show and everything, dating has become significantly harder because you get people who either want to only date you because you're in the public eye or you get people who only want to date you because they think you're more famous than you actually are, which is not the case. And then you get people who just hear the content on the show and then just run like faster than they've ever like ran in their life before. So, I mean, there's so many different variables involved in regards to answering this specific question. So I hope that was like enough for you to absorb. <laughs> but I don't plan on being single for the rest of my life, just for the record.
we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops or bossy power bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender and questioning? Well, I'd like to think we learned a whole hell of a lot. Okay, listen, at any rate, we learned that those are like the main questions that are constantly thrown my way. Okay, not just questions, questions, comments, concerns, and reads from you, the listeners. And so I just felt those were the most important to address on this week's expose. And so I hope you fully understand a little bit more about some of those situations that maybe weren't very clear or whatever. <laughs> and if you don't just continue to listen along to the show, I'm sure you'll get more clarity as we move forward with the series. And if you have any further questions for me, just give me a call at the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in, leave a message, and ask away with any of your questions, comments, concerns, or reads. And I will potentially answer them in the re-expose segment on the show. And you guys, with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars. Follow on Spotify. Click five stars there, too. And don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Exposing My gay and don't forget to check out the official show website mygayexposepodcast.com and there you'll find any information that you need to know in regards to the show and don't forget to join us next week oh wait hold on i forgot one more thing <laughs> oh my god what a fucking mess don't forget to check out bossy power bottom wear the official show merch line at ronniewashburn.com that's r-a-o-n-i washburn Dot com and pick your next piece for your gay and or upcoming pride event or just something to wear at the gym. <laughs> oh my God. Now, don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn and I will read off all of your questions, comments, concerns and reads with all of you next time. Expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions. <laughs>